program is paid for by Talking Reds, LLC. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley is on the air. Quiet on the set. Roll sound. Action. You can be part of the show by calling 392-TALK. That's 392-8255. Or hit the guys up on social media by tweeting to at Jeff Cardoza UF and at Pat underscore Dooley. The grill is hot and the beverages are ice cold. It's time to tailgate. Here's Jeff and Pat. All right, second hour. Welcome into hour two of the tailgate. Jeff Cardozo here with you. No duels today. Scott Carter of FloridaGators.com is here. You've read his articles, just like that magazine that my mom bought me a subscription to back in college where I just read the articles. I even had a T-shirt made, I think. I get this magazine for the articles. Well, well I'm glad you... You still read, Jeff. Uh, sometimes I wonder. Yeah, I don't read still... books though. They're, it's too long. That's why, like your stories are good. They're like the the proper length that can be good. But if you get me like thirty pages, uh, you're done. I'm done. Well, just you get know, bored. That's the way. That's the way it goes. I mean, that's what your teachers used to tell your mom too. Mm-hmm. So Cliff Notes got me through high school. <laughs> well, I, Cliff I mean, was my so best bud. So what you're saying, it also got you on the all-academic teams. Okay. No, I think journal, journalism, you don't have to read a lot. Okay. Well, your secrets are coming out here, man. I'm going right. to maybe call the SEC office and get, see if they get can those, review some of those. It's like, it's past like the, what is it? What statue is that of limitations. Yeah, statue yeah. of limitations. Yeah. So can't, can't take those back. <laughs> um, but if you want to talk some football, we are doing that with Scott. He has been at uh, practice several times today. The boys are actually practicing in pads and – Leg thingies and helmets and they got all the equipment on. But no, I think that is, you know, again, is if you missed hour one, go back and listen to it. We've talked a lot of football so far and just how Napier is building this program and what he's doing. And certainly if you have questions and uh, throw them out there, we'll, we'll chat with you. 392-8255. Christina is here taking the calls today. But there isn't going to be like that, you know, 10 wristbands up an arm type of deal either. Like I, I feel like napier wants them to all look the same and kind of dress the same do the same things you're not going to be like really just out of control like we see with some of these other kids in uniforms across the country yeah he i mean he's a disciplined organized attention to detail kind of coach i mean there's no other way to say it there's a lot of ways you can go about this thing you know it, and there's a lot of ways that work you know i remember dan mullen when he first got here he kind of loosened up some of those mm-hmm. things to where they I remember McElwain, they he put in place where they all showed up at the stadium looking the same, you yeah. know. I think, you know, as a coach, just to just me, I mean I can I can see wanting to have some uniformity. You know, I mean, I remember when, you know, a few years ago, not not that long, Jeff, when I played sports. That's right. I mean, you know, I understood the part of the team, you know, you, you wanted to look the look the part. Yeah. You, you wanted to fit in and you wanted to kinda you know, show off the the team, man, like you were part of it. And I think uh, there's always a place for individualism and all that stuff. But I think, you know, when you're trying to build a team, trying to build a winning culture, you got to start by building some team unity. And whether that means all the guys are wearing white socks that we've heard about or all the guys uh, need to be dressed a certain way before a game, you know, that's just part of it. And, uh, that usually results it, it works seem like 
more often than it doesn't. You know? And we have talked a lot about the, the team bonding and just making everybody kind of feel a part of things. That was something that maybe people missed over the, the summer where he brought in what a tailor and yeah. had them all fitted to, fitted to a couple suits. of suits. Yeah, I mean, that kind of stuff. I mean, the stuff that I love, I think that the players obviously love. And um, it's kind of forward thinking, you know, I mean, we do live in an era where never more so than the last couple of years, this is player rights. I mean, you know, all these things in our society that have been talked about related to college sports. It's really been about the players and their experience and how can they that be improved. And at least here, I mean, to Billy Napier for sure, I think that's, that's right in front and center of him. Um, but eventually – you know, that thing levels out and you start, you know, you, these guys are one day they're going to be used to that new facility. Yeah. One day they're going to be used to the, the new suit every year and whatever. <laughs> it's all going to come down to the same thing at the end. Yeah. Uh, the wins I guess, and losses. I mean, the only problem with that is now we're not going to be the best looking guys on the team playing. Like, well, I think people are going to now pass us now where they get these swag and the suits. Yeah, I mean, there's going to be some sharp-dressed guys, man. I'm going to have to uh, I mean, I'm get that to, Armani out there. Yeah, well, I, it's not off. It's an off the rack Armani. <laughs> <laughs> it's, yeah, they have Mar, Armani's at Marshall. <laughs> yeah, that's right. All right, let's get back to the phones and get uh, Jack to join us next. Jack, what's up? Hey guys, if uh, you're going to the uh, the new Miami locker room, if you had a couple of beers, you may think it's like a slot machine row. <laughs> at the, uh, I mean, I mean, if that is a if that's the locker room. And I'm Andre the Giant. I mean, that's the most awful looking thing. It's so jam packed in there. It's like they didn't have, they couldn't squeeze an extra hundred, maybe an extra thousand square feet in there. I mean, that's not a team locker room. That's like a, I mean, it's awful looking. Maybe it's I, mean, I mean, if I was the Rock, I would smash that place up. <laughs> I would get my money back. Maybe it's like one of those, you know, that show Tiny House or Tiny Homes. Maybe yeah. it's a tiny locker. Room. Yeah, that's it's right. awful, man. It's awful. <laughs> You know, you know, I, I'm going back way back when, but when like when Charlie Pell took the job and gave up the Clemson job, this is in books. You can read about it. But when Charlie he he came to Florida sight unseen because he thought he could win an SEC championship, national championship, Florida versus Clemson at that time, and of course Clemson won one the next year, got put on probation. But Charlie showed up sight unseen, goes to the coach's office, which is back up in the old not. I think it was still on the left side of the of where the administrative law are. He walked in. There was a beat-up desk, a chair, and there was a styrofoam couch that had duct tape on it in the head football coach's office. They said he fell back and goes, oh, my gosh, what have I done? So Florida's always been – we've always we've always been slacking in facilities. And, you know, we're – we're ten years past where we should be, but I'm glad we finally got it done. You know, and you know, I think, and Pat's mentioned this a number of times about uh, Coach McElwain, is that he thought when he got here it's going to be Alabama, and Florida's a different. It's an athletic program. It's not a football program, and he always complained about what he didn't have and what he did have, mm-hmm. and he was always and you know hats off to Mac. He got he got the uh, he got the dorm rooms updated from like since the late nineties. He also got the – I mean, I think we were, we were going to build a 70- or 80-yard uh, indoor practice in, uh, IPF, and then he went to 120 yards with a side room for storage and then recruiting. So uh, he did do that, but I just don't think – like the guy said, it wasn't culture. I just think that he wanted so much so fast he forgot what he wanted. He was such a jackass. Nobody wanted to be around him. 
And, I mean, with Mullen, his arrogance just got the best of him. Pat said it two weeks ago or last week when he beat – or maybe you said it, Jeff. When he, when he – Robbie, when he beat Georgia, he thought he didn't have to do anything. He thought he could be here for five more years because he beat Georgia. And, you know, coaches, coaches, coaches like every day, 24 hours a day, 365. And I think we've got our guy. I like this guy. I like the way he's brought his defensive guys in. He's low-key. He's not going to run across the field in Missouri and start a melee or start to get get into a fight with a with a Vanderbilt coach and show his butt. He, he's going to be somebody that the, the students and the alumni and the fans can be very proud of. Yeah, I think that that's certainly the hope, Jack, and at least the, the early return and everything that we've gotten to see and communicate with him, that's that's the way it's going to be. And I just I, I, I think I just love the process and, and how everything's getting established. And, you know, I guess you can go on the, the website and you look at 50 pictures of football support staff. He just he includes yeah. everybody. He wants everybody to be around. I think, uh, you know, he welcomes everybody to, to be out there and be a part of things and certainly knows what the hell he's doing. And there, there's a plan to it. Well, you know, and, and I'll, I'll tell you this, and Scott, you may know different, and thanks for being on today, but, I mean, draw a, draw a two-and-a-half-hour just circle around Gainesville, and that's what he's doing. That's right. He is going He is going after give – me, give me 25 four-stars from Florida, and we'll kick your butt up and down the street every day of the week. I like what he's doing. I like he's keeping in-state. Again, I think Urban got to the point where he could go get guys out of state because we were so popular. Scott, I want to ask you a couple of questions. Sure. Do you foresee Do you foresee the two defensive tackles we signed last year as freshmen? I can't remember the names. One came in early, and uh, one was Oklahoma, one was from Florida. Do you see those two guys playing any? Well, I mean, I think I think they need to be playing. I think one of the guy from Oklahoma, Chris McClellan, um, you know, he's he's a guy I know that. They're hoping shows some development uh, this fall and okay. maybe to contribute because uh, when you we were talking about that position earlier, I think when you look at the roster and you know everywhere has question marks at this time of year, you just don't know who's going to be able to to do it and who's not. I think the defensive line probably offers as much as any, and I think with him and Chris Thomas Jr., the the kid who just rejoined the team, uh, right. you, you know th- those guys are going to have to get uh, some guys up there to help out Dexter and you know Cox on the edge um but those are na- those are a couple of names that yeah they, I would think that they're you're getting a lot of reps this uh this fall let's just put it that way let me ask you one more question I'll let you guys go because I'm sure the cattleman's got to call in and talk about Lane Kiffin here in just a few minutes <laughs> um so um Brent Cox his, his whole MO since he's been there the last three years he crashes he crashes in and he never he never maintains his face on the outside he always gets pushed inside are they working on him keeping containment up through the up through the um up through the field because you know he just crashes in and we have so many pitches outside of him i'm sure they work with him on that because it seems like uh john spencer's just a great football coach and a great recruiter but i mean if they work with him on that because it seemed like he got caught in so many plays where he got suckered in and the ball went outside his side or pushed down and I just that concerns me about him because I know he can rush the passer but again sometimes you got to maintain you have to maintain where you stay in your lane and stay in that lane to push people to the inside yeah I know that that certainly got their attention Sean Spencer talked about Britain uh last week and what they really wanted to do with him is 
this offseason to kind of get him leaned up and get him more agile because what you're talking about there probably relates to that some as well. You know, he he's a guy that, you know, we saw, I think it was the Georgia game last year where he had that one rush upfield and you could just tell he wasn't moving laterally yeah. well at all. And, you know, that, he, some of that was lingering knee. I think he was still not fully recovered from. But yeah, I think also – he he looks like an NFL player, like uh, Spencer said, but he his body he can he can be better with some of the 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 tools are giving him right now, and, and you know kind of reshaping his body, learning to lean it up and use it more. That's just some some guys buy into that and they really change the way they play during the course of their uh, college career. Some is harder than others, but I think when you look at him, I, I watched him out there at camp the first couple of days after Spencer said that, and I was like, you know. <laughs> He did look a little leaner to me. I can't sit here to say I saw the, the the cuts and everything faster, but he definitely his body definitely looked a little different. That's good, man. Well, guys, thanks for letting me on. Go Gators! I will be at the Utah game, and uh, hopefully Cardozo will let me inside to get, get some pictures downstairs. He, we'll uh, we'll let you. I showed uh, I showed Scott these sweet seats I had at a Braves game last week, so he was excited. Yeah. Did you have, Did you have a good time, bro? It was awesome, man. Best ever. Appreciate it. Yeah. I uh, take care of you always. Take care, buddy. All right, okay. thank you, Jack. We got to get a break. We'll do that. We'll come back and uh, continue the conversation. Scott Carter from FloridaGators.com is here. Check him out on Facebook Live. He's looking good today in his little head ball coach shirt. A little spurrier action. Getting after it here on the tailgate. From the College of Journalism and Communications, ESPN 98.1 FM and 850 AM WRUF. Every morning, I get up, start the trek into town for a busy day ahead, and every morning, I kid you not, I pass an ugly green van or truck along the way, heading to work as well. But the best part of that site is I know someone is about to be wowed with the craftsmanship and work ethic from days gone by with the technology of today, because that vehicle has vintage electric written across the side. And that quality is evident all over North Central Florida. And with more than two dozen licensed journeyman technicians, you can be assured that a call to Vintage Electric is a call you won't forget. Now, I'm sure there's tons of you out there with honeydews up the wazoo. And if any of those have to do with electricity, call Vintage Electric today. No job's too small. They do it all. From service upgrades to rewiring, appliance and AC circuits, and how about an entire smart home installation? That way, you can just ask Alexa to turn on the tailgate. So have them put their tailgate down, grab their tools, and sit back and know your electric job is going to be done right. Call up Vintage Electric today at 371-8021 or visit them online at vintageelectric.net. Hey, it's Kyle from Leonardo's. We're rolling along in 2022 as happy, healthy, and hungry as ever. You know, a big priority for me is to support as many local charities as possible. So check out the Leonardo's Facebook and Instagram pages to keep up with all of our fundraising efforts, topped off by being a title sponsor of the Bob Dooley Invitational. We're already ahead of our goal to donate $50,000 this year. So help us help the Gainesville community. Baked since 1976, and it feels like we're just getting started. Ah, Jeff, did I mention the tailgate 10? The springtime is packed with Gator Sports, and it gives us a great chance to show off the Gator gear. Let everybody know who you're rooting for. So you probably already have enough shirts and tanks and tees and hats, but I bet you don't have enough accessories to accompany the orange and blue. But with one visit to Oaks Jewelry, they'll get you looking as good as the Gators do on the field. For more than 30 years, Oaks Jewelry has been making people all over town sparkle with a great selection of quality fine jewelry at the best possible prices. 
Engagement rings, necklaces, bracelets, diamonds, pendants, handbags, watches, and just watch all the compliments that you'll get with a piece you pulled from Oaks Jewelry. A proud member of the Gainesville Area Chamber of Commerce, Oaks Jewelry is the one-stop shop for all your jewelry needs. Check them out online at oaksjewelry.com or find them on Twitter, Facebook, Pinterest, and Instagram. Well, everybody knows that Meldon Law is the only official injury law firm partner of the Florida Gators. However, since we opened our doors in 1971, we've been the community partner with over 600 scholarships awarded through our Meldon Law Scholar-Athlete Program, as well as our Veterans Making a Difference initiative. Meldon Law has offices in Gainesville, Ocala, and Lake City. MeldonLaw.com, where we won't back down. Things football. 63 yard touchdown, and the ball game is tied. You are listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, the home of the Florida Gators. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. All right, we back. Christina is here producing today. Jeff Cardozo's Scotty Carter. FloridaGators.com is uh, talking some ball. Good to be uh, talking that. Got a, a few emails asking about club hockey because they're going to start selling some hockey jerseys now. But we'll save that for another day. I know you're a big uh, hockey guy. though. You, you do like the Lightning. Yeah, I covered the Lightning when they I won know. their first cup. Uh, I didn't know anything about hockey when I first started. And John Tortorella, the coach, let me know that after a couple of my stories. But we we <laughs> we we worked it out over the years, and uh, I got to know, I got to really get into the sport and truly. And it is en- cool to be there. Truly enjoyed working around the guys. I mean, those guys. I remember the end of the '04 Cup, man. I think uh, there wasn't a guy in the locker room who didn't have a broken finger or something. Mm-hmm. But it was it was still it's one of the highlights of uh, my career. I really enjoyed it, man. Yeah, well, that's good stuff. All right, let's uh, get back to the calls. Get Ted next. Hey, Ted. Hey, folks. How y'all doing? Good. Yeah, I was, I was going to ask about. Um, I, you may have already addressed it too, because I think I caught the tail end of some defensive line stuff. Uh, is there like a target weight in which they're trying to get Desmond Watson down to? Is it like three seventy? Is, is he is he tracking at that, or what's what's going on there? Yeah, I mean, I haven't heard a target date as far as a, a weight. You know, I mean. This is a guy who had plenty of weight to lose, you know, to get into athletic shape when he got here. He's he's made progress, but you could just tell reading between the lines and the comments of uh, Napier and Spencer in camp that he still got some work to do. I'm looking at the what was it 421? I think he was on the the most recent roster. I mean, I don't. You've seen guys who can move above 400 pounds but not many mm-hmm. and I, I mean i would think you'd like to get him down to if you got him down to 390 maybe or something but i i, I don't know i mean he's a big guy his he carries it you know well for as big as he is but at the same time you know he's he sounded like ethan white when he got here you know ethan white you could tell he had that big frame but had to do a lot of work i think desmond watson's 
you know, it needs still some work to reach what Ethan White's been able to do in his career. Oh, no question. Uh, but he's too much of a, I think, a guy who intriguing talent. You can't give up on him this early. You just hope that he can uh, maybe get more reps this year and more snaps. And uh, if he could, if he could be a difference maker on those, you know, third and shorts, man, what a benefit that would be. Yes, I, th- I think. I mean, you kind of touched on it. The, the guy can move. The problem is, is can he move for three consecutive plays <laughs> yeah. at that weight? You know, I mean, I'm not trying to be funny, but it's kind of true, right? I mean, yeah, wow, look at him. What a burst. And play number two, still pretty good burst. Number three, like, he's done. Worn out. You have to get for a while. Yeah, I Um, think that's what a lot of – I'm sure that's something they're trying to figure out in camp, you know. Yeah. The the other thing I was going to ask is um, along the offensive line, do you you have a sense of of who's going to be providing depth? It sounds like, you know, from you got Garage, White, um, McGawkwin, and – um, you have Osiris Torrance, and then it sounds like Tarquin. Who's who's behind some of that? Is Cameron Waits? Is he looking like wow, man? This dude is is like legit. I mean, Cameron Waits. The first time I saw him, I mean, he's huge. Uh, you could tell he's not nearly as advanced as you know Osiris Torrance uh, is, but he's not as you know didn't have that experience. But I think he's a guy they're they're looking to you know get in there some this year. I mean, there's a reason they brought him here. Uh, he he's he's fitting in. I just looking down uh, here. I mean, the the five or six that you just mentioned that you talked about. I mean, that's a strong unit. I just don't know. I think there's a lot of movement there. David Carner is a guy you know we've heard about. Uh, Riley Summons. You know what's he gonna do? He's been in the pro. He's a third year sophomore now. Little undersized, but Jalen Humphreys uh, on the defensive side. I'm sorry. I was looking at Richie Leonard. He was the guy I was thinking of. You know, Richie Leonard yeah. got some time last year. I think he, he made some progress as the year went on. Um, yeah, but, yeah, you I mean, they're going to need eight or nine guys there, I think, in the SEC, you know, Jeff. No, easily. We've seen it before. You you start losing guys early, and it just takes its toll if you don't have some developed yeah, guys. Yeah, and, Ted, it's like I think what he said really about every position, it's like the, the starters are legit. It's just trying to find the rest of those guys, and – Hopefully, some will step up. You know, I mean, uh, Braun's been around a little bit too. So, I mean, there, there's guys there. It's just which ones are going to figure it out and, and be able to contribute. Because there, there's no question the, the five are, are legit. Yeah, I like Torrance a lot. I mean, I, I think he might. I think he might be the best of the bunch, even though he's new. I mean, yeah. he's the only guy who. Uh, yeah, he, he looks the part. He looks the part, and Tarquin's gotten a lot of good, uh, good reports. And Richard Garage, I know he's. He's been banged up at the start of camp, but he's a key piece of what they want to do up there. Thanks a lot, fellas. All right, Ted. Thank you. Let's get uh, David next. David, what's up? Yeah, hey, what's up, guys? Y'all have a good day today? Doing well, man. Thank you. That's good. I'm glad. I'm glad. I wanted to ask, I'll keep it short and sweet, stick on the defensive line or defensive side of the ball anyway. Got three questions for you. I'll take them off the air, not to clog it up or anything, but do you think uh, – Dexter or Cox will have more sacks and tackles for law. Who do you think will be our leading tackler and who's going to lead us in takeaways? And I'll take that off the air. Y'all have a good one. All right, David, All thank right. you. Well, we'll start with the leading tackler. Uh, That's easy. i, I got to go with Ventrell yeah, if he's healthy. I mean, middle linebacker Ventrell is a six-year guy in the program. and uh, I was joking with him up in Atlanta. You know, he, If you count the interim coaches, uh, Randy Shannon and – 
Greg Knox, I think he has the school record for playing for five head coaches yeah. now. I don't think that's ever going <laughs> to be broken. That's crazy. Hopefully not. Yeah. Uh, but Ventrell, uh, healthy-wise and making the plays, he should be the leading tackler on this team. Uh, up front, you know, with Dexter and Cox, who's going to make the big plays, the tackles for losses and sacks. You know, there's a part of me that you kind of hope Dexter – does that's the way I would because say. I think if Dexter does, that's a good sign for the defense because mm-hmm. Cox is going to make some plays on that side. But then also, you know, you got how do you say his last name? Uman Milan, like Emmanuelin. Emmanuel, Emmanuel. Yeah, I always yeah. mess that one. You got him playing on up there on you know on the outside. You got some other guys who will have some chance to make plays on the outside. So um, I just think that if Dexter can blossom into that player, and you know, if he gets seven, eight sacks and some big tackles for losses. I mean, that's a that's a huge, huge boost. And kind of really the season that I think the Gators need from him. And what was his other one, the takeaways? Yeah, the guys on the takeaways. That's a good question. I mean, you know, they, they haven't had a big takeaway guy mm-hmm. lately. Um, I think Jason Marshall Jr., you know, I really like his talent. He's I don't know if he's going to be one of these guys that is a little above – the other side of the field, so they throw away from him, kind of like they did with what C.J. Henderson mm-hmm. and some other guys in recent years. So that takes that kind of limits his takeaway chances. But if I had to go with an early, an early guess, I'd go with him or Rashad Torrance. Yeah, Torrance would be my guy. Yeah, I think I'd go with Marshall or Torrance. So you know, Torrance being at safety, mm-hmm. he's going to get a chance to just play on, play on some balls, yeah, run around, do your game. thing. Yeah. So uh, those two guys, we'll see. We shall see. They they would love for it to be a very strong competition for that role. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we could, uh, yeah, if we could speak the future and go to Vegas. Man, uh, if, if I knew that, I, I would. But I, I do like. You you could really sense, though, even, even I, I don't know if it would have changed the entire season, but I think certainly would have probably changed the LSU game. Like when Ventrell went down, that was a big reason as to why the Gators weren't as successful last year. Yeah, you know, he's the, he's the communicator. He's the guy who's the glue in the middle. You mm-hmm. know, that's what your middle linebacker is, and he's an experienced guy, and um, it always hurts when you lose that guy. And um, we've seen it before, you know, before him. Didn't they have a stretch, I think, where David Reese got hurt before? And, you know, whether it was Jerry Davis going back before him, that guy is always going to be crucial if he's the kind of linebacker yeah. you need uh, in that position. Um, and... Yeah, you're right. I mean, it just opened up a lot of things, and I just felt that with so many young players last year on defense too, when you when you take a guy like that, it's just immeasurable. Really. Right. And that's that's going to be the back end this year. I think everybody. I mean, they were so young last year, but a lot of experience as freshmen. All these guys are sophomores now, and still some freshmen. But I mean, I think that's what's going to be interesting. Can Corey Raymond, who we talked about in the first hour, knows what he's doing recruiting-wise and knows how to coach him up. Can he do well enough to be able to get those guys to play to their ability? And if they do, it's got a chance to be pretty special. Yeah, I think, I mean, it's hard to undervalue or underestimate when you have a new staff and if the players really are bought in and inspired by what they're teaching and their own point. I mean, I can can show up on the field. I was one of your callers earlier, Jeff, I can't remember who it was, but – he said he bought the Kool-Aid on the other new coaches in recent years. Yep. You know, the Gators, when you think about it, they've had, what, three losing seasons in the last nine years, which is kind of hard to believe in some ways. Yeah. But each year after, you know, the losing season and what, 13, they came back the next year and had a bowl game. 
And then, of course, they made a big jump from in Mullen's first mm-hmm. year. Uh, and I think you'll see a. I mean, I'll. I think you're going to see a team with the winning record, and I think they'll they'll surprise some people on a positive side this year. But again, you got to have guys like Ventrell stay healthy. Sure, got to have guys like Anthony stay healthy. Uh, so we're, we'll. As I like to say, I mean, I don't know what else to say. Yeah. We'll, we're all, we'll all find out together. Jeff. Dudes got to be dudes and, yeah, got to stay healthy. All right, let's get a break. We'll come back at the uh, conversation to continue with someone you'll all want to hear from next on the tailgate. <laughs> the flagship of the Florida Gators, ESPN 98.1 FM at 8.50 AM, WRUF. Well, we all hope to be at the top of our game with everything we do. Hard work certainly helps, but so does preventing things from going haywire. So for me, it's maintaining my physique with a little less gummy bears. For those with AC units, it's a maintenance plan that'll keep you cool all year long. And there is nobody better at it than Crystal Air and Water. They've got fast service and flat rates with no surprises, no contracts, no pressure, and you can cancel anytime. Their four-tier preventative maintenance plan has something to suit whatever need you have. So when you need to feel secure that your AC unit is at the top of its game, a call to Crystal Air and Water is one you'll want to make. Summertime means fun time. It's a chance to get out and enjoy all the great things here in North Central Florida and beyond. Getting outside and getting after it again can be awesome, but turn into awful pretty quickly if you don't stretch or if you're just old like Pat Dooley. So if you have a mishap with some aches and pains and need any type of chiropractic treatment, there is nobody better in town than Dr. Paul Gardner. At Gardner Chiropractic and Injury, they have affordable, no-stress care. From sports injuries to chronic pain and headaches that won't go away, they've got many therapies that will get you better. They can even order MRIs, ultrasounds, CAT scans, x-rays, and blood work to get you all diagnosed the right way. Gardner Chiropractic and Injury Center has been making the people of Gainesville feel better for a really long time. Located right next to Gainesville Health and Fitness on University Avenue, finding them is as easy as getting better. So give them a call today at 727-4438. As you look online at all the Facebook pages, the TikToks, and the tweets, there are resolutions everywhere. Heck, even Dooley is resolving to lift some weights and not to suck at golf so badly this year. So I told him the one-stop shop to fix up both is Play It Again Sports. If you have things you want to get better at for 2022, check out their bikes, their exercise equipment, their gloves and bats, and even their slew of Frisbees for a little Frisbee golf. They are the place for just about anything. And if you have anything just laying around don't use anymore, well, bring it in for some cold, hard cash or trade it up for something snazzy. Play It Again is the perfect place to find whatever you are looking for. And it's located right on University and 34th Street, so it's easy to find. And I'm there all the time, so I just might see you at Play It Again Sports. From the UF Weather Center, here is your WRUF weather update. Thunderstorms are still possible through this evening. Then rain chances will be around 30% tomorrow and 40% Thursday. Thunderstorm chances increase to 60% Friday with highs in the 90s the rest of the week, but feeling closer to 100. This is WUFT meteorologist Jeff George. And now, the, 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 the 
Dan Patrick Show. Dan Patrick. When somebody says, oh, it's a minor surgery, it's not minor to the person who's having it. We didn't even know where the surgery was on his body. We didn't even get that on Matthew Stafford with a tender elbow. And when you start consulting with pitching coaches, then I know this is a little more serious. The Dan Patrick Show. Dan and the Danettes and you. Weekday mornings at 9, right here on WRUF. Sports scene with Steve Russell, weekdays at noon, right here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. And now, more of the tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley, here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 8.50 AM, WRUF, and online at WRUF.com. All right, we're back. Jeff Cardozo, Scott Carter here at FloridaGators.com, sitting in for uh, duels today. Pat will be back tomorrow. We'll do shows the, uh, the rest of the week and keep it up because it is now uh, football time and certainly uh, a lot to talk about. That's what we've been doing today with Scott. So if you uh, have uh, any questions that you've just been pondering forever, he is, uh, he's been there, he's seen it, and uh, he will tell you what he knows, even uh, about... Caleb Botang from Fort Lauderdale. Caleb Botang. Yeah. On the roster. A lot, that's what's cool about the roster. There's a lot of weird names you don't even know yet. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, there's 120-some guys, man. <laughs> I mean, I have trouble remembering. Your kids' names. Yeah. And now you got a driver. What the heck is going on in this world? It's We're time. getting old, man. Uh, yes, time moves But I think fast. the ladies like the... A little gray in the beard. It's like the George Clooney look. Well, you know, let's don't don't get compared to George Clooney very often. So I'll take yeah, it. Take it. <laughs> let's uh, get back to the phones and get the cattleman next. Mikey, what's up? What's going on, guys? Another hump day, another cattle call. Dooley's on the lamb, huh? There, Jeff. Yes, he is. <laughs> hey, Scott, I've spoken with you before. It's been a long time. Nice to catch up with you. Hey, how you doing, buddy? I, I always like your football perspective, and you did go to practice, right? Uh, not every day, but yes, I do go out there. Yeah, okay. Well, I got a couple of questions for you, but I want to start with Jeff here, real quick. Hey, Jeff, um, a little South Florida, real quick. Um, we've been treated about eighteen hours worth of chopper shots in Mar-a-Lago. Uh huh. You ever been? You ever been there? I actually uh, learned to scuba dive just off the, uh, the the waters there. That's where I got my license. <laughs> yeah, it's a nice place. Uh, they they don't show the water a whole lot there. They keep zooming in on the uh, grounds. But That's right. It's amazing. I used to spend a lot of time at the Breakers. What about the Breakers? Do you ever go over there much? Oh, yeah, quite a bit. You get get up there on top, a couple of uh, gin and tonics, big old nice uh, Patron cigar. It makes for a pretty nice happy hour, doesn't it? That's right. Well, <laughs> Scott's a big cigar guy. Yeah, now he's got uh, me thinking about happy hour, man. <laughs> yeah, you, you Florida guys, y'all probably got real Cubans, though, although I like a Nicaraguan myself. But. Yeah, I go for either. <laughs> <laughs> Hey, um, one other thing going football here. Um, this uh, y'all been banging on Miami's locker room. Um, I got on there and caught up. There's like what some like a minute, thirty, forty second clip on uh, social media, right? Just kind of shooting down that little uh, hallway there with lockers pretty tight. Mm-hmm. Uh, the, the website I hit, I think it might have been Deadspin, uh, Jeff. That's a preview, right? That's not their deal. That's a, that's a little sneak peek, isn't it? Correct. Yeah, I would. You know, there's a lot of money back in that Miami program. You know, probably not as deep as a lot of these big state schools, but uh, I would imagine you know that, that campus, uh, Coral Gables, is pretty compact. But if you look at what A-Rod did with the baseball stadium, I'd be shocked if Miami's not pretty bling-bling. But then 
when you get in this uh, arms race that it is college football, everybody's bling bling. Yeah, but but Mike, I, I think you know even you say that, and A Rod gave them a bunch of money, but they they butchered that too. Like literally, when we go down there, we don't have a booth to sit in at the press box because they only made one booth, so we sit the the TV crew in there, and then that's it. The score the scoring people sit in one, and then both radios are actually outside of the press box, so they didn't even do yeah. that right. So I wouldn't well, be surprised looked, if they screwed up the locker room. Well, the the stadium, the, the baseball park looks great on TV. Oh, it's awful. And I learned one thing. Well, I disagree with you on that, but I learned one thing from this past season catching up on baseball, Jeff. It seems like a lot of these uh, schools build their park for their uh, their team and kind of screw the other team. Like, don't all of these visiting teams dress? Don't even get to dress and down the third base dugout? Don't they have to go somewhere else and dress and stuff? Not not this day and age. Uh, I, I mean, it, it used Florida to be that way. I thought at Florida's new ballpark they don't have visitors' dressing rooms to change and stuff. No, that's not true. Did, didn't we run into that last year? I thought we did. You sure about that? I thought there wasn't a visitors' locker room. Well, yeah, there was a case of where I think it, you're referring to Tennessee with the helmet. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And you know what? I don't know, Jeff. That's a good question. But no, but that's what they do on the final day. They go and shower at a different place because there's okay. no showering facilities. So we do that on the road as well. Like Missouri, we go to the basketball arena and we shower at the basketball yeah. arena. Right. So that's what. That's kind of what I, when we went through. That's how I thought we, we settled on that. It's usually looks like these uh, baseball parks are usually built for the home team and screw the visitors. And that's well, you don't the way screw goes, them. They right. just they show up and then they they play and then they leave. Well, just, so there's no uh, reason be, to have a locker room. Yeah, well, I'd be surprised if that Miami locker room or the indoor building, whatever it is, you know, it's a really tight uh, campus down there, but I'd be shocked. That's a beautiful campus. Yeah, but the sit- their, their, their baseball stadium is a poop hole. Like, you can't tell me it's nice. It's there, There's not <laughs> I mean, one. I, mean, I disagree with you. No, there, there's, not one, there's not one place in the SEC that's like that Miami's better than. Uh, I think you're talking about their old park, uh, Jeff. i got to get a look We're at it. talking A-Rod about their old park. Like did a pretty good job. It's been the, the same park for year, 50 years. I watched Miami baseball. I thought it looked great on TV. I watched some Miami this last year. I thought it looked fast. That's because they only Whatever. show the first four rows. Yeah, okay. A-Rod, A-Rod Stadium, right? Hey, uh, Scott, real quick on uh, Napier. Um, when uh, Spire came to the league, that was new, fun and gun, throw it. Uh, Herb was the uh, spread, whatever you want to call it. That was innovative for the SEC. I've been asking duels. What kind of offense is Napier going to go with? Is he going to go pro style, or what? What did he do at Louisiana? You know, he did a little bit of it all, and I think that's kind of what he's going to have to do with Florida. I mean, you look at just take the two quarterbacks he's going to rely on. Totally different quarterbacks. I mean, Anthony Richardson's obviously more of a spread guy. You want to get him on with some space, but you know, I, I can't think that he talked about Jack Miller a lot today. They gave him some number one reps yesterday. Not so much that he's you know, competing with Anthony for the number one job. I just think he, he knows that during the course of a season, it helps to have a different look uh, during the course of a game and a different guy running the show. So I don't know, to be honest with you, I mean, we're all going to find that out together how it looks. But if you look at what he did at Louisiana, he did a little bit of both. I mean, you always hear the coaches talk about, you know, he's wanting balanced offense. They all say the same thing. But how do you get – what does that look like? I think with Billy, it looks different – against different opponents. I mean, he does a lot of two tight ends. He'll do two backs. He'll do some spread. He'll do some pro style. So, uh, we will, you know, we'll have to just look at the body of work, I think, each week to really get an idea of where where his tendencies lean. 
Well, well, we all know the game right now is this air raid stuff. Cliff Kingsbury, uh, Sean McVay with the Rams. He's not one of these guys that's going to chuck it 50 times a game, is he? No, I don't see that at all. I, I think he's going to have a good running game. I think, uh, you know, that's that's part of what he wants to do. Uh, I just don't see the – I don't see the fun and gun two coming. <laughs> yeah, well, well we, we know uh, Hopple and Kiffin aren't scared to chuck it 50 times. Well, you always got to love these different styles when they clash. Hey, one last thing, guys. Um, does Florida have Alabama this year? No. On, on schedule, no, no okay, Alabama. So, 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 yeah. Okay, so, so did Florida play Alabama the last two years? Oh boy, man. Well, they played them in the SEC yeah, championship. Yeah, SEC game. championship in 2020. And then, of course, the regular season last year. Okay, so I, so it's not with these crazy new schedules. It's not a when you play one team, you don't return that trip the next year. Is that, is that not how that goes? Why didn't Why didn't Florida going to Alabama this year? You know, they've. it's not been that set up for a why, while. Why doesn't A&M ever come to Florida if we've yeah. been there three I mean, times? Right, I'm assuming it's a, you know there's a some kind of a wheel or some kind of deal that rotates for everybody. I just thought when when you see one of these teams, one of these new teams, it's usually a home and a return. I'm kind of shocked there's not a return trip to Alabama. I just was curious what the rotation's like. Y'all don't know. Yeah, last time we played see up in Alabama was 2014. Mm-hmm. I think since I think 11 and 14 were the Gators' last two trips up there. So yeah, well, you know Tennessee plays Alabama and Georgia every year. Pretty much starts off zero and one when you see Saban. Just, y'all got a taste of him last year. wasn't much fun that weekend, was it? Nah. Of Saban? Yeah, Alabama shows up and they call the cops on the party on everybody. Not much fun. They <laughs> ruin a lot of college football Saturdays. Hey, y'all, hang in there. Have a cigar for me. All right. See. Ya. Didn't didn't Florida lose by like three last year to Bama? Thirty-one twenty-nine. It was an entertaining game. Yeah. The family certainly came out and set the tone, but then that was a. Uh, who knows? You didn't even missed that extra point. Kind of changed the uh, yeah, changed it the game. All. Yeah, bet it did. David, what's up? Welcome. Hey Jeff. Hey Scott. Uh, hate to follow that guy. Um, <laughs> let me let me ask you a couple things. First, Scott, are you uh, able to see all of practice? Or are you on like the fifteen minute rule like the rest of the press? No, sometimes I'll go out there and stay. I mean, you know, I'm not obviously reporting on it or tweeting about it. but No, of course. Yeah, 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 yeah. But, you know, I try to go out there just to get a feel for what they're doing because it's all new to me, too. And uh, I haven't been out the last couple of days. It really just depends on what else I have going on there today because you go out there, you're going to spend two or three hours and yep. not get a lot done otherwise. But it's always interesting just to see a new staff at work and see what they're kind of sure. emphasizing and stuff. Sure. Are you seeing any uh, special teams practice at all? Just, I mean, I have seen the kickers and punters working, but I mean, I haven't watched. I don't think I've watched any real return game. Like who, who's the top return guys? Now that you bring that up, I don't think I've seen that. Um, trying to think of. Pretty big deal to me. Let me let me switch topics real quick and uh, and ask. I'm not I, like I like to see the 40 times and all, or you know, and stuff like that. It's nice on paper, and I don't know why there's so much emphasis on it. But I'd be really interested in seeing how guys run in full pads. I mean, you can run a 4-2, but if you're a 4-10 in pads, it's uh, it's you know, because some people don't adjust the same way for speed that way. Do you guys disagree? Or do you ever see them run all out in some distances in uh, in pads? I don't. I don't think a a 40 is a good measurement for uh, a lineman, say. They should be measured more in short bursts of 10, 15 yards or something. Um, any thoughts there? I mean, I know I haven't seen it personally in terms of running 
full pads being timed in the 40. I understand what you're saying, your premise. I mean, you're right. Straight line speed without pads is a lot different uh, speed than in, foot, uh, in a game, you know, with pad zone and uh, quick bursts are imperative in football to get some space. Um, and, you know, coaches, I mean, they, they kind of evaluate, I think, uh, that stuff. Uh, yeah, because David, I, I mean, I think if that made a huge difference to, to the NFL, at least all those scouts, then yeah. why would they yeah. not run in pads during the combine? Like, they still want to see them because that's something you can't teach, and they feel that, you know, hey, it's not yeah. going to make that much of a difference when you throw them in pads. Like, if you're fast, and I mean, you're going to be fast in, in pads primarily anyway. Yeah, I don't, I don't get the combine thing anyway. I really don't care too much about the league. I care about the Gators while they're playing in their time in, in college. But I want them to do well. Um, let me ask you one final thing. Do you think that uh, in watching practice this year, that all those details that we're hearing about, are they, are they showing up, Scott, as kind of obvious? Is it obvious? Well, what I what I've told people in the times I've been out there, the first thing that's obvious to me is just the additional people, and I mean, there's more players out there, including walk-ons. There's more staff, and every every uh, kind of every uh, station is kind of manned by someone, and the players are really going through a practice without just standing around. There's someone to direct them or to uh, to lead them at each stop, and I mean, there's always been an element of that, but I do think there's more attention to detail than I've seen at a Florida practice. I can't speak to other places. Um, but, you know, also, I don't want to make too much of it because there are only five. Today's the first full pads practice. First two. So, right, you know, the first five, the first two days were kind of just a helmet on. Then you turned it, you know, put shoulder pads on the last three days. So, I mean, they're just getting into the heart of practice really starting today. And I decided to come and hang out with Jeff, so I'm not seeing it today. But you know, as as it goes on, we'll have a better idea. But I, I do. I mean, it, it's real. The 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 Billy Napier attention to detail, this notebook that he showed up with, this organizational plan. I can tell yeah, you that's yeah. real. I don't know what he's going to show up on the field, but he's definitely got a plan. <laughs> yeah, I believe that. Do you think that uh, uh, you'll you'll watch the entirety of the scrimmage on uh, Saturday or this weekend, or Friday or Saturday? I'm gonna try to go out there and definitely check out one of the. Uh, that's one of my favorite things of of camp is just to get an idea of sure who's showing up yeah. and maybe a young player that you haven't thought about much. You get a chance to see him make a play. It's always fun. Yeah. Try to learn something from that. Coach was talking about Jack Miller getting some reps with the uh, ones today, and I'm guessing that ones is is a little bit loose. That a lot of this, that a lot of the ones aren't solid or anything like that. Or is it is it looking like we're that big difference that is talked about between ones and twos is really already obvious to the coaching staff. I think there's, I think the ones, especially on offense, I think they're they're pretty solid. I mean, you know, you got it, some veterans there with Justin Shorter and Pierce at receiver. Uh, yeah. The offensive line we talked about. I mean, most of those guys are veterans, and of course, Anthony established himself at that position. But again, uh, with what. You know, you just hardly ever go through a season without needing uh, two Absolutely. or three quarterbacks. I mean, and it's wise to get Jack Miller as many reps as you can because uh, he not only offers a different look than Anthony Richardson, but they're probably going to need him at some point during the season. We agree. We agree completely. If you look at the SEC, um, quarterbacks go down. They just miss a game or halves or 
several games, uh, virtually every team. Mm-hmm. No, it's yeah, the Rick proof is there, and like you said, I think the probably the key three letters there, SEC. You're going to get beat up in the <laughs> SEC. Absolutely. Hey, thanks, guys. Good stuff, David. Thank you. Appreciate it. We'll uh, take one final break, come back, and wrap things up. It's a Tuesday edition of the Tailgate. From the heart of campus and the College of Journalism and Communications on Stadium Road, ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. You spoke, we listened. You wanted the easiest car buying experience ever. At Gatorland Toyota, we give you the easiest car buying experience ever. With Express Shopping, you can shop and buy your vehicle entirely from home. We'll even deliver your car to you. Want a customized Toyota? With our pre-order program, you can get the exact Toyota you want. And if you have a vehicle you'd like to trade or sell, we'll buy it whether you buy from us or not. Come experience how Gettle's got it at Gatorland Toyota today. Visit GatorlandToyota.com for the easiest car buying experience ever. Hi, this is Dr. Art Mowry of Exceptional Dentistry. Listen to what our clients have to say about their experience at Exceptional Dentistry. When Daphne and I got married, and I've had so many problems with my teeth over the years, she just guided me right in here, and and, uh, they are truly wonderful. There was absolutely no one else to go to but Exceptional Dentistry for him. No one else. Since I had had my teeth worked on in so many different places in the world and so many things done, I had about two-thirds of my teeth were bad. Plus, I had a couple plates, so he removed all my teeth and put in implants. So, brand new again. This is, this is more like having my teeth back again. It, life is pretty normal. They're the best. That's it. This is Dr. Kim Mowry, and if you think you have dental problems that are too big to overcome, we're here for you. Please visit us at ExceptionalDentistry.com. That's ExceptionalDentistry.com. As a small business owner, you've got ings to do. That's why the UPS Store is here to help. From printing to shredding, even mailboxing, you can get every ing your small business needs all done in one trip, saving you time for all your other ings, like professional photo taking or just enjoying family dinner. The UPS Store, every ing for small business all in one place. The UPS Store. The UPS store locations are independently owned. Product, services, pricing, and hours may vary. See center for details. International Diamond Center is giving you relief from rising prices with two incredible offers going on right now. Offer number one, an instant 25% savings on all wedding bands. You heard it right. Now, for a limited time, get our best price ever on all wedding bands. 25% off across the board. Now, that's price relief. Or if you prefer, you can take advantage of offer number two. Zero interest financing for 24 months on any purchase. And IDC will even cover your first two payments. This incredible finance option is for everything. Rings, pendants, bands, bracelets, designer jewelry. Pick any item, spread your payments over two years years with zero interest and as a bonus IDC will even cover your first two payments so you can save big on wedding bands or go take advantage of this incredible finance offer whichever you choose you can't lose during IDC's summer of savings event now through the end of August only at International Diamond Center at Celebration Point on approved credit We are your home for Tampa Bay Rays baseball. You're listening to ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF, and anywhere in the world with the WRUF radio app. The tailgate with Jeff Cardozo and Pat Dooley continues here on ESPN 98.1 FM, 850 AM, WRUF. 
and on your phone with the WRUF radio app. Well, kind of crappy. We only got six minutes left. Had a, a great time with Scott Carter today. Make sure you read his stuff. FloridaGators.com, a lot of insight on uh, everything that is going on and certainly a lot of great conversation today about just uh, this football team. And, and again, it, it's four or five practices in, so you're not going to get much on what these players are. But I think the maybe the, the biggest thing through all of this is it's it's just different from the way that they practice and the way that they go about things and the way that he is, at least Napier-wise, teaching them to, to be disciplined. Because I I think you can look at several games last year and say, gosh, if the Gators don't commit these penalties, they probably win this game. Like, this is just knuckleheaded stuff. And it just it, it seems very real to me that Napier's not going to tolerate that. Like, I don't think he's going to tolerate some guy jumping off sides twice in a row and then leaving him out there for third down. Like, that dude's ass will be off the field. So, yeah. I mean, th- there's there's going to be... I think a sense of accountability for all these guys. And to me, that's going to make the team better because if they don't work hard in practice, if they don't earn it, then they're not going to get the playing time on the field. And then guess what? Then if you're not going to play, then you, you shouldn't be here. So yeah. I think a lot of guys are at least through this process, like anything, when you hire a, a new manager or a new company to work for or different, like you're always going to bust your butt at the start of it. And I feel like that's what these players are going to do because they want to earn the trust of him to be able to get on the field. I think you're right. And I think, you know, part of that concept, as you were talking there, I was just thinking like he, I remember Anthony Richardson being asked earlier, have you ever seen Billy Napier mad? And he really said he hadn't. Yeah. And it's almost when you play for that kind of coach, because there's all kind of coaches. Mm-hmm. Some coaches put the fear in you that you mess up, you're on the bench, you're going to get chewed out. Then there's the coaches that, you know, they're just, they're black and white, man. Screw up. You're, you're out. Billy Napier comes across to me as a kind of coach that you're almost you want to please mm-hmm. because if you mess up you disappoint him. Yeah, because he he he's that kind of personality, and I don't know I, as as a competitor that's kind of the kind of coach I think that I probably would respond to the best. You know, a guy who man I like this guy so much I don't want to screw up for him. Right, so I'm buying into this system. I don't you know who knows how many guys feel that way on the team, but I, I think that's a something when you think of Napier, at least when I think of him, I, I put it in that context because he's not a guy, I think, who is going to yell and scream and throw his headset on the sideline. Uh, I think he's a guy that is going to set the tone as this presence, this calm presence, and that that kind of flows down to your team. I mean, we, we've seen it go all the kinds of ways with coaches like, Somebody talked about Will Muschamp. He was very emotional. You saw his team lose it sometimes. Uh, McElwain and Mullen were kind of, they had their emotional moments. And, you know, there will be an element that we've never seen of Billy Napier because he's never been in this position before. But I just don't see him (laughs) doing anything too crazy. Yeah, and and, I mean, it does because, like, I would assume even if a guy showboated her after an interception in practice or he – you know, they got a sack on the quarterback in a scrimmage and he stood over the guy. Like, I feel like Napier would be like, give him that stare or something and look at yeah. him. And you're like, oh crap, yeah. maybe I shouldn't do that. Yeah. So then well, the way they practice is going to translate into the game and you're not going to see some of these just obnoxious things that we've seen in years past. 
You certainly hope that's the way it goes because uh, you, as you pointed out earlier, you commit 15, 17 penalties. You're not going to win many games. No. And it's just, it's it all, as long as I've been following Florida football, I, I still think back to that LSU loss in 2020. It's just like such a undisciplined yeah. mistake there. And it, it kind of set the tone for the next season. And you can't have that kind of stuff popping up because it can derail you. Well, I, I mean, I still remember the emotions like of, of it. You're like, all right, sweet. They just won the game. Yeah. And then all of a sudden there's a flag and you're like, oh, my God, they're yeah. going to lose the game. Yeah, it's not really been the same since then. And, yeah. You know, tw- I always think back, man, 29 and 6. That's what they were under Mullen at the start in the first 35. And here we are talking about the Billy Napier era. <laughs> That's the way it works, Jeff. Yeah, gosh, man. It's, uh, it's crazy. Well, I won't do that to you. I'll, uh, I'll invite oh, you back and appreciate it, man. you hang around as much as you want. Appreciate, appreciate uh, the time. Again, make sure you read Scott, FloridaGators.com. He and Chris do some uh, really good things on the website and uh, a lot of great insight. I know you got some, some more stories coming out this week. If you missed it earlier, going to be a cool one on a uh, – little ring that they wear to help uh, gauge their sleep and a lot of different things going on but that's I mean that's that's what this staff's about like kind of going off cuff a little bit and trying different things to uh, to see what the players do and what they like and and uh, and having a good time with it yeah I I just I tell people there's there's going to be no rock unturned you know Mm -hmm. I mean they may not always find uh valuable stuff underneath those rocks, but they're going to turn them over to see what's there and see if it can help them. And I think uh, that's what that's the mindset you have to have because this thing is a lot different than our big brother's college football, Jeff. It's that's a right. whole different animal, man. That it is. All right, Christine, appreciate you producing today. She was awesome as always. And uh, don't forget to look for that story about Scott and I and our Speedos at when the new facility oh. opens Sunday. We'll be out there by the pool. Hanging out, having a good time. All right, for Scott Carter, I am Jeff Cardozo. Till tomorrow here on the tailgate. WRUF Gainesville, U251CG Gainesville. From the Spurrier's Gridiron Grill Studios, we are ESPN 981 FM, 850 AM, WRUF.